Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new and settling stories, taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. This happened about a week ago. It's still kind of just sitting on the top of my head. I don't know how close I actually was to danger, but the way things have been going out here lately makes me think it was heading in that direction. I lost my house about a year ago. It went down in a hurricane, and I've been staying in different places since then while I'm getting back on my feet. I have a bad case of insomnia, so I found myself awake at almost 4 a.m. this night. In order to give myself something to do, I decided to take a walk to my old house which is just a few blocks away. My porch is about the only thing still standing. I sat down on it to have a smoke, as I do every once in a while. There were these two guys that pulled up on bikes. They were riding around the street, making noise, and overall acting a bit weird. Given the hour that it was, it wasn't completely normal. One of them called out to me and asked for a smoke. I told him that it was my last one, even though it wasn't. I just didn't want to chance this stranger coming into my yard. After a minute of him and his buddy talking in the street, he came over to me on his bike. This amounted to what I was fearing of in the first place, him coming into my yard and striding over towards me. This gave me a bad feeling in and of itself. The neighborhood has been on the decline in recent years, and I honestly didn't trust this person at all. He asked me again if I had a smoke. I apologized and said no. He then asked me if I had anything to drink. I thought the fact that most of my home was in piles on the ground would have maybe given off the clue that I didn't. Nonetheless, I told him no. He then reached into his bag and said, Well, I got something for you. He began rummaging through his backpack. While that was going on, I noticed his buddy looking back and forth, almost like he was checking for something specific. I had my 9mm in the front pocket of my hoodie, and thankfully, before he walked into my yard, I had already set my hand in my pocket. I couldn't see what he was fumbling for in his bag, but I could hear a snap, followed by what sounded like something being pulled against leather. I used my thumb in my pocket to take the safety off my pistol, which made a louder metallic click than I was expecting. His ears kind of jumped up when he heard it, and he zipped his bag back up quickly while saying, Sorry, I guess I don't. His friend started pedaling away before he did, but he wasn't far behind. I assumed that he pulled something like a knife out, but I'll never really be sure. I got an overall creepy vibe from them both. They continuously asked for things that I didn't have. They saw the state of my home, so they should know I had nothing of value. I felt like they had malicious intent, so I really don't know if I overreacted or if my brain was telling me something. For safety reasons... I'm not taking any more nostalgic trips at night. It's time to move forward and get the hell out of this town. I just got back from a family vacation in Los Cabos, Mexico. We stayed at a nice Westin resort, and usually around 9.30pm, my family would head back to their rooms to go to sleep. Naturally, as a 25-year-old guy, I wanted to stay up, party, or go drinking at bars. 
but my older brother was working remotely and wouldn't be able to go out with me. After the family went to bed, I went out to a bar around the corner from my hotel and ended up befriending the locals there, as well as a 29-year-old guy from San Diego named Luke, who was there for a wedding. We started hanging out every night after my family went to sleep, and on the third night of the trip, Luke asked if I wanted to meet him in downtown Los Cabos with his friends. I really would have liked to, but I was at an important dinner with the family that went on later than usual. I just ended up staying at the resort that night. The next night, however, I met him at this huge Pablo Escobar-esque mansion that they rented on Airbnb, and he told me how good it was that I couldn't make it out the night before due to a terrifying experience that unfolded the entire night. He explained to me that the night before, his buddy was taking a piss outside, and someone approached him and held out a key with a bump of coke on it. Without thinking, the friend snorted the bump, and the guy who offered it was now demanding that he buy an $80 bag from him. The friend was drunk and refused, while getting pretty aggressive towards them. Things went from bad to worse, as the guy who offered the bump started following their group from bar to bar for the next three hours, taking pictures of the friends, but also staying just far away from the group that it wouldn't raise the suspicions of those around. At some point, another group of men had joined this creep. They were now following behind the group, claiming to be affiliated with the cartel. They warned that if Luke's buddy didn't pay them, they were going to call their boss. Luke eventually went over and tried to smooth things over as best as he could. They told him his friend had stolen from them, and it was going to cost him his life if someone didn't pay up. A cartel member also pulled up his shirt, revealing a pistol tucked in his waistband. Luke did the right thing. He remained calm while offering to take them to an ATM and pay out of pocket 160 US dollars so they could all just be left alone. The group of men obliged, following closely behind Luke as he made his way over to an ATM, snatching the cash out of his hand the moment the ATM spat it out. They threw an empty Coke bag in his face and abruptly left. Even after him doing all of this for his friend's safety, the friend denied any responsibility or wrongdoing and even had the audacity to blame Luke for trying to help by getting involved. He also didn't offer Luke a single dollar in return. After this event happened, Luke got robbed again in the same night by a girl who ripped his gold necklace right from around his neck. His friend was cool to me, but sounded like a real asshole after Luke had explained this. Poor dude was just trying to be a good friend and was met with zero gratitude, only to be victimized again in the same evening, this time by a different gender. Needless to say, I'm pretty happy I didn't make it out to meet them that night. I also think that things could have gotten a lot worse for them had Luke not offered the cartel members any money. Be careful out there, and never accept free drugs from a stranger on the street in Mexico, or really anywhere. Nothing in this life is really free, and there's no telling what the actual cost may be. On my 19th birthday in September of 2014, I'd moved into my first home, a small one-bedroom flat. I was beyond excited to have the freedom and independence that being a woman living alone would offer me, and quickly set about buying new furniture, decorations, and items for my home. One afternoon, on the bus ride home after a trip into my local town to buy more household items, an elderly gentleman 
maybe in his 60s, possibly 70s if I had to guess, started speaking to me. I've always been a social person, and I'll gladly speak to pretty much anybody who speaks to me. So I engage him in the conversation. Just polite chit-chat about what we'd been up to that day, what our plans were for the rest of it, so on. Upon reaching the stop I'd be getting off at, he told me he was getting off at this stop too, as he was visiting a friend who lived in a neighboring block of flats. He offered to help me carry my shopping, and I agreed. I walked with him to the front of my block and said my goodbyes. He left towards a different block, and I thought that that was that. He didn't enter my building or see which flat belonged to me, or so I thought. A few days later, I heard a knock upon my door. I opened it to find the same elderly gentleman standing in front of me. I was quite taken aback considering he shouldn't know which flat I actually lived in. He'd also managed to get into the building without ringing my doorbell. It was then that the realization hit me that a few days back, he most likely would have hidden out of sight to watch which flat I had entered. He quickly forced his way into my home, pushed right past me, all the while speaking to me like he was my friend and this visit had been planned. I lied and stated I was about to leave as my friends were expecting me, hoping that this would encourage him to just go. But instead, he reached his arms towards me. Not in a friendly manner, mind you, but in an attempt to grab and grope underneath my top while using his other hand to try to lower my pants. I immediately flung his hands from me, ran to my door, and told him that he needed to go now and that I'm calling the police. Luckily, he did exit but he loitered around my building. I sat on hold with the authorities for what felt like a solid string of minutes, all the while keeping my eye out the peephole, watching and monitoring what he was doing and where he was going. He eventually walked out of sight while I was still waiting for dispatch to pick up. I ultimately hung up and immediately called my dad in tears. He rang the police with me, who were just as unhelpful as they could possibly be. Two female officers asked me, why did you let him into the flat? Despite me saying that he'd forced his way in, they encouraged me not to press charges, as the name and address he'd given me in our first exchange were falsified, telling me that it would be difficult to prove, a lot of paperwork, and you'd have to relive it in court if we did manage to find him. I regretfully agreed. I was shocked and scared, and the police already were so unsupportive. It doesn't end there, though. This man continued to stalk me for months, regularly appearing at my door, following me when I was out. It wasn't until he was on the same bus as me to town when I went to meet friends that it finally stopped, as this was the first time I was able to point him out to someone. My friends went over and publicly called him out for stalking and harassing me. They threatened him, saying, if we ever hear of you doing this again, you won't be able to use those arms to hurt another person for a long, long time. Leave our friend the f*** alone. He quickly scampered away, and that's the last that I ever saw of him. But this incident shook me. It all happened simply because I was polite to a seemingly innocent elderly man who wanted to help me and make conversation. Needless to say, I've never accepted another offer of helping me carry my shopping. Be careful who you let help you. It might not be good intentions that they have in mind.